Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Green Pole podcast. I'm Dan Crawford, and uh, I don't quite believe what happened last night. Joining me to make sense of it all by popular demand. Hello to Freddie Druitt. How are Hello. you, Freddie? Good. Did you enjoy last night? Yes. I thought you might have done some. And uh, his father, unfortunately, <laughs> is also with us. Hello, Alan. Oh, hi, Dan. Unfortunately, it's not very nice, is it? Well, you did call me a pensioner. So, <laughs> you know, I mean... I'm sorry. I- I'll start lying on this podcast next time then, Dan. Well, oh, <laughs> you know what? I-, I-, I can just give this up. You know, if you don't want me, what you have to do is say, right. Um, now, I have a question for you, by both the Druids, to see whether you... Uh, you really know your Fulham history. Okay. Okay. Last night, obviously, uh, Marco Silva's Magic Men beat uh, Tottenham uh, to get into the third round of the League Cup, and we'll get into it in a, in a little bit. What was historically significant? What was the first thing, the first time Fulham have ever done this last night? Um. What was historically ah, about last I actually, night? I actually saw this earlier on Twitter. And for the life of me... I haven't been on Twitter all day, so if someone has stolen... Someone's stolen the answer, Then I'm um, upset. And I can think it's only one man, which is Tristan... I can never say his bloody surname. Tristan... Oh, I'm not even going to try. He's going to kill me for this. Yeah, I, I think... Yes, I think it was him actually. Well, Why don't you say that? Something about scoring all five penalties. No, uh, no, no. Try no. again. Try again. I mean, yes, that is true, but that's not. It's good, but it's not quite right. Is it what? the first time we've ever won a penalty shootout at home? No. Teddy's. I don't know. Kenny's first penalty that he scored. Well, I don't know. Well, we'd we'd have to ask Kenny himself, but I think he's <laughs> busy lining up every right boot that he's ever owned to make sure that never happens again. Um, any more guesses? No. Okay. I'm going to kick myself when you tell me, though. Well, so I'm fairly sure that last night was the first time. Fulham have won a penalty shootout against the top flight club. That's right. Right? Yes. And by my memory, and it is my memory, um, because on this computer, Twitter is blocked. Um, so, uh, by my memory, we've had three, three before last night, top flight clubs. One of them was Leeds. One of them was Demlock yep. on the road, which you and I were at. And the other one... Uh, I'll never <laughs> forgive it. Kasami. Well, Kasami missed a penalty in normal time. In normal time. And we should have won that because we were down to 10 men as well, wouldn't we? Well, no, I'm fairly sure that was Karim Fry's first start. Yes. He gets chopped down. I think I know the last one. What do you mean the last one? 
the, the next the next team you're going to say. I've said, I already said it. You talked over me. You know that one. Did where I talk we, over when you? we didn't even get one at. Didn't even get one on target. You know that one. That's the one that sticks with me the worst. At Philbert. The Leicester game. Yeah. Yeah, we were 2 0 up minute, uh, not long to go. And Paul and Bracewell then... took off Paul Pesky Salido. I'm surprised. And Horsfield, wasn't it? Sorry? And Horsfield at the I'm same time. Horse... Oh, well, that was... I'm fairly sure Horsfield was still there because he took one of the penalties. Did he take one? Yeah. He was only yeah, on yeah, target. I, was only... I remember, if I remember right. He had his one save. I think Chris Coleman's penalty is still travelling somewhere in the solar system. Um, even 23 years later, you won't like me um, reminding him of that. So, for all you anoraks out there, we've now had 13 penalty shootouts. We've won seven and lost six. And I think it is the first time we've scored all five. Hang on a minute. No, well, some so obviously some shootouts didn't go all the way to the fifth penalty, so you can't really use that stat. Um, but it's the first time we scored all five penalties, and we'll get onto it. But it was a good little trivia question, and I wonder if we should have a trivia question every time for the audience. All five of them. That's exactly what we're going to start doing. Now. Get them involved. We just make more work for ourselves. But anyway. There we, we are. That's we love it. What I'd come up with, and I'm fairly sure that Tristan Pusarevic, <laughs> whatever his blooming name is, the Serbian Serbian tennis seventy seven on Twitter. I'm fairly sure that he will have. He's an anorak of epic proportions. Mm. Probably has a graph or a picture up of each penalty and where it went. But I can't access Twitter on this computer, so I'm not surprised that he's, he's there. And funny enough, I bumped into him uh, at the Emirates and we were castigating ourselves for uh, for uh, all sorts of things related to Fulham. Funny how the mood changes, Alan, isn't it, after a few results? It is. Um, it, this time last week, I felt like giving up. I didn't, didn't want to go again. Um, and then a draw at Arsenal, uh, a draw last night, which we won on penalties. It's all posit- it's all positive again, and hopefully, hopefully, by the time we play Man City, we'll have at least three new players through the door. Well, blimey! At least that's being optimistic, isn't it? Well, we have to be optimistic now. <laughs> three new players. Well, we need them at least. I think we need more, actually. Yeah, I was going to well, say that's why. Uh, yeah, three at least being slightly pessimistic. We might get three by the end of this podcast, by the sound of it. Just on, just on that, um, how good, uh, well, I, I won't ask how good Jao Paulina is because we know, but how good is it that within 10 hours, Bayern Munich have gone from, we want Jao Paulina to, oh, no, we won't be signing Jao Paulina because he's too expensive. Bayern Munich, Alan. It's it's good. It, it's fantastic. But I was never worried that um, he was going to go. I'm just slightly worried whether there's a, a Saudi spy that's moved into the uh, Bayern Munich camp. <laughs> purely because Tete was after uh, by Bayern, apparently, and still is. Then they've come after, come after Paulinia. Um, I just want people to stop trying to poach our players. 
I'm not sure the I, Germans and the Saudi Arabians are that um are that sort of pal friendly, but we might be drifting into subjects that we probably should <laughs> on this on this podcast. So, Freddie, I'm going to ask you, mate. Um, when you saw the team line up for yesterday, how confident and the Tottenham team, how confident were you that we were going to win? Well. Well, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think Muno was going to do good. Um, <laughs> it was a good team. Yeah, it was quite n- nervous because six changes, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, but it was, stronger than, it was stronger than I thought it was going to be. I didn't expect to see um, Helena, for instance. You know, a lot of players who were going to play or, or could play on. On uh, Saturday, Al, and to that point, we're waiting for news on Harrison Reed and Tom Kearney, who, who came off injured. And I've got to ask you both of you, how good was the how good were the skills for the first goal? Tom Kearney rolling back the years, wasn't he? And, and you don't need a right just... foot when you've got a left foot that good, do you? <laughs> you don't. Um it's just a shame he wasn't sort of five, six years younger and he had perfectly functional knees. Uh, Speaking of someone nowadays... who doesn't have perfectly functional knees, they're overrated, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he he done fantastically well for that goal last night. Um, and he, he's, his uh, quick feet is slightly underrated, I think. It's not the first time he's dazzled his way through. He'd done something similar against Leicester towards the end of last season. And managed to yes, he scored twice that day, but mm. he was fantastic last night. And I hope he's not injured. I hope he is available for Saturday because he deserves a good run of games. I'd actually, if he's fit enough, I'd start him on Saturday. Instead of um, who we're, we're jumping all over the gaff here. Instead of who? I don't know. Probably. I'm glad I, you're I not. Think the, I'm, I'm glad you're not the manager. Well, no, this is it. But I just think he's. He's not really put a foot wrong so far this season. And last night, I even saw him flying into challenges. I thought Paulini has rubbed off on him. He just, he, he had done like a 30-second cameo where he was just sliding along the grass, just trying to take everyone out. I think some um, of that was because Tottenham were quite cynical, weren't they? They were. And to be honest, I don't, I never quite saw this hype about Angie's way of football. Angie, um, is, is, is that is, is, come out of EastEnders and Dirty Den? Who's Angie? <laughs> Postoglu. I can never pronounce his name. Postoglu? Um, that's the guy. Yeah. But. Freddie, have a yeah, word with him. Would you have a word with him? Make sure he can say <laughs> proper. So they made nine changes. We made six. Now, <clears throat> the game, it did look like there was changes there. Um, both. First half, I thought we were phenomenal. We were by far the better team. Uh, it was a tale of two halves, really. I think first half, we were a lot better. Probably unlucky just to go in the one one nil in front. Second half, they were on the front foot, put us under a bit of pressure. Uh, to be fair, we still had good chances in the second half to, to kill the game off. But do you want to talk about the, uh, the Tete boot incident? I wanted to talk just a little bit more about the, you know, some of the play in the first half because I don't know. 
there are a lot of people who said to me they weren't going to bother with the League Cup, you know, and that it's not, it's a Mickey Mouse competition and all that. And the Tottenham fans have gone from being like, oh, we could win the League Cup to being like, oh, I never wanted to be in it anyway. Um, I don't know if you've listened to any of the, uh, you know, I don't, Talk Sport had a good caller on several, I mean, they're just hilarious as a radio station anyway. Um, you know that we've had some issues with Talk Sport over the over the summer. Because, um, of course, you know, if Bayern Munich wants to sign Jao Polini, all they have to do is pay his release clause, Alan, according to Talk Sport. Yes, that made up release clause. Yeah, I mean, there we go. Anyway, Talk Sport had a few guys on who were like, oh, I'm giving up supporting Tottenham. Oh, this is a disgrace. We should sack him. How can you lose to Fulham? Um, you know, all good fun. Uh, but a lot of people said they weren't going to bother um, going to that game last night. And I think they missed out a little bit because it was a cracking game of football, wasn't it? It was. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you enjoyed it, Freddie, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was a good game. It was entertaining. It wasn't dull. It wasn't a, a boring 1-1 at all. There was chances. To be fair, I know... Oh, one... one yeah, one oh. thing I would say is I thought Solomon's reception was a bit harsh. Um, I know, again, we're going off topic here, but he did come here and his... Yeah, I don't know if you heard his interview afterwards, Dan, but he spoke to Tottenham TV and he actually said he loves the club. Um, he's thankful for the club for bringing him here. Um, and Funny he way of showing it, though, no? Pardon? Funny way of showing it, though, no? I don't know. I think it was... a. I don't know. I don't think Silva particularly fancied him personally. I don't think it was all Solomon's decision. But ultimately, if we're being honest with ourselves, Tottenham is a step up. So he's come over. I don't think he'd done as well as he'd have liked in a Fulham shirt. So I hope he does well for Tottenham. Um, oh, I'm fine with him. Like, like, he's made the decision. Let's be let's be clear about that. right? He decided mm. to move to Tottenham now. Um. I would just say the whole thing was a bit odd, not getting him in the first place, you know, potentially taking advantage of the whole war in Ukraine thing that's left Shakhtar the next get out of pocket. That's two English clubs who've done that, potentially. But I, I just didn't like the interviews, the reporting from Israel, the comments that he and I think his wife and his agent made, because his agent is Pini Zahavi, who sorted out Mitrovic's move to Saudi. Right, and he's probably one of the dodgiest men on the planet. Can I say that? Oh, we might. I might be dead tomorrow. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was sort of like, well, when Tottenham came in for me, for for for, me, for Solomon, you know, there was nowhere else I was going to go. And they started talking in January when he was, you know, banging in the goals left, right, and centre. So that sits hmm. a bit uneasily with me. But that's modern football. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually hear. Um, I was right at the back of the Hampstead end, and you know me. I didn't put my hearing aid in last night, so I didn't hear a lot. Frankly, um, that's a joke, <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> not good when you have to Michael McIntyre all your jokes. I, I gather he was at the cottage balcony last night. He was, and we sit, um, me and a boy, we sit with the old enclosure in the KL. And we actually saw him having a bit of fun with the Tottenham fans. Um, well, is he a Tottenham fan? Yeah, apparently so. I didn't know that until last night, but 
I I pretty much certain that he is up I'll to my I'm funny actually, but that's for another podcast. I quite like him. Who's that like last him. year? Go on, Freddie, what you saying? Who's that last year? For the Tottenham match, or for just for a random Fulham match, was it? Was he there for, for, the, for the Tottenham game as well? Yeah, last season. He must be. Ah, there we go. See, he knows something we don't. <laughs> he knows a lot of things you don't. That's for sure. Um, no, that's very true. Because yesterday <laughs> night, he wanted to hype him up. He did, but, didn't he? Um, last season, he was just watching the game. He should have done oh, that last oh. night. All of himself. Yeah, well, that's not unusual, is it? So did most. I've always preferred Rob Beckham myself, anyway. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know where we. I don't know what's going on anymore. Frankly, we were talking about the first half, but that ship sailed. Um, can I just have a quick word, Freddie, on Adama Traore? Because one of the newspaper reports said Adama Traore was disappointing. I thought he was really good. What did you think, mate? He was. He was really good. He just, they're probably saying that because he didn't have much of the ball. But when he got the ball, there was one where he just ran ran and ran. ran. Like he didn't even need to dribble. He just ran fast and hold in. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's it, exactly. So I'm quite excited about um, Madama Traore. And then when he got a bit tired, Freddie, we brought on Harry Wilson. And maybe in the league matches it might be the other way around, but that wasn't that's not too bad a substitute to bring on, is it? You know, a Dharma for Harry or Harry for a Dharma. That's quite good, isn't it? I wouldn't mind starting a Dharma for um against C. Well, because of his pace, <laughs> you reckon. That'd be a good that'd be yeah. We might get into that on the next podcast, I think. But I was surprised that people were sort of coating him, coating him off. Al, I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. I thought he had a solid enough game considering it was his first start. But I must say, Harry Wilson was brilliant when he came on. Yeah, we'll get on to that because that's in the second half. I did want to just try you on one more <laughs> before we before we got into the, the the incidents that led to the Tottenham goal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, our striker situation. Uh, Freddie mentioned, uh, I, I thought Mooney's did quite well, actually. He was a persistent threat. He should have scored right at the beginning. But yeah. are, are we not feeling like uh, Carlos Vinicius has been sort of banished to Siberia or something and it's a bit unfair? Yeah, I don't know what's happening there. Um, it's it's a strange one. I would have liked to have seen him start last night because there is a player in there if given enough game time. It's obviously showing the signs that he's off. I'm just not sure Mooney's is still going to be there either. Well, why would you play? Well, so here's the thing. Not that I'm accusing you of being a conspiracy theorist, but Mooney's play, has played now. He played against um, the mob from Hounslow. We won't talk about that. Um, yeah. and he played last night. Why yeah. would you play players if you knew that they weren't going to be there well, you well, sell them because if they got injured, that would scupper the whole thing. No, that's true. But if you remember, cast your mind back to last season, we done a similar thing with Jay Stansfield. He played the first few games. He nearly scored a home to uh, the bus up in Hounslow when he hit a crossbar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he played. It was it was the cup game. Was it the Birmingham Cup game? Well, he scored. Was that season Andrews. He played. Yeah. So, so he got, made his debut. Premier League debut at Wolves, if you remember, off the bench. 
Yeah. Then he played against Brentford, and then he went on loan to Exeter right very late at the end of the window. Well, this but, is it, and I just think this is. I one think Silver likes me on Friday, and we're playing someone on Tuesday night, so we ain't got any time to recover from an injury. No, but again, a similar thing happened with Stanzel, which is why I think whether Moonies is playing a, a lot now or not. I think Mooney's will go out on loan before the window closes on Friday. I can't see him being a prominent figure for us this season. I still don't think he's he's ready because he, he's still fairly young. I want to give him as much of a chance as possible because he's clearly a silver signing. I do feel that he could benefit from an extra season in the Championship but playing regularly. I know he started off playing for Middlesbrough when he joined there. Um, I, I, I want to see him stick with us but I want to see him go out on loan and just sort of become more familiar with the English way of football right and you sort of said that Vinny you think Vinny's off I mean that all depends on us getting well we'd have to get two strikers well this is it that's and you say that but last season we only had two I know Mitrovic was there and then you got Vinicius but I don't know if he's happy with just the two. Because if we bring someone else in and him in it. Do you think he's do you think he's he <laughs> don't seem very happy with two strikers? Um I'm, I'm just not happy him. with <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just not happy with anything at the minute, Dan, when it comes to transfers. No, I meant Mark. I don't know where we're coming But yeah, I can tell you're grumpy. Right. Let's move it on. because uh, we're running out of time. Because we've been talking about Michael McIntyre and all sorts of things. Um, the second half, Spurs were a bit better. They couldn't have been any worse. But the the have you ever seen anything like this? Um, with Kenny Tete and his boots, Alan, what on earth was going on? I have a, I have a few comments about this. I saw the boot fly off. Right now, as soon as that boot flies off. What is a kit man doing? Why isn't he sort of... His job is to make sure that if a player needs a shirt, a sock, a boot, anything, that's his job. Secondly, okay, Tete's seen that his boot's broke. I know he's signaled to the bench. This is the worst boot, bit of the boot. whole thing. He thinks, I'm going to run off down to the dressing room and I'm so fast, I'll be no. back before you know it. But before that, He's he's run off the other side of the pitch. He's he's actually <laughs> right next to the the dug. He's right next to where the players come out. He's right next to the cottage. So instead of just going right, I'm gonna go. He's gone right. Let me run to the other side of the pitch, further away from the changing from the dressing room. So then run around the edge of the plate. The run around the edge of the pitch. So then go and get his boot anyway. I, it was just calamity. And as soon as he ran down that tunnel, I thought they're gonna score. I, I you could just see it coming. It's the only way Ritalin was going to score, wasn't it? Well, this is it. He needs every help he can get, to be honest. Well, he couldn't really stay on the pitch because he would have got hit by the ball by he was doing something. No, so no, wait, he, wait, wait a minute. he might as well destroy the bench for a few seconds. But why are you going out to the, um, the dressing room to quickly fill it on? That's going to take longer. Go in there and then going back. Yeah. The kick, the, well... There should be something that should be where the tunnel is, mm. right behind the tunnel. Then they put the shoe on, instead of run into the dressing room, get your shoes, and then go back. Because it's so much more longer. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. 
right? My thing about this is not that I want to condone cheating or time wasting, right? But everyone does it. Yeah. So why doesn't he just go down, hold it, you know, go down on the ground, require some treatment, the game is stopped, and that while he's being treated by the physio, they're like, oh, actually, the problem is not anything <clears throat> you boot for him. And so he goes off. No, I agree, but... All a little less frenetic. But I just want to remind you to a comment you made on the Arsenal Review show when I mentioned about Traore doing a similar thing going down. Um, you said we don't condone that sort of... That's exactly what I just said. I don't condone it, but everyone does it. Marco said that will never happen again. Now, I think the interesting thing is Marco was obviously not on the touchline. And I, I do wonder if this calamity yeah. would have happened if Marco was standing right there. <laughs> He'd probably have run <laughs> on the pitch, Marco. It's so full of though, isn't it? He'd have taken it a boot so and given it to Tete, probably. <laughs> I he just played with one boot until yeah. the, the kit man had managed to go and get it. Apparently, the referee wouldn't allow him to to carry on without a... I, I don't know. But, yeah, Tete himself sort of said, I'm oh, in this interview with uh, FFC TV, he said, I thought I'd be quick enough. But you knew, didn't you? And to be fair to them, Perisic exploited it really well. You know, they're like, give me the ball, down the left-hand side. Bobby does his best, but we're obviously all stretched. And there was three of them, three in the penalty area at the time the cross went in. Um, but yeah, then we did really well to to recover from that. And we had some chances. Uh, Bobby Bobby had a, a really good chance. Uh, Harry yes. Wilson, uh, with a lovely little move down the right-hand side um, where he almost got it in. That was it. So we played some really nice football, Al. Um, but we also... We had, Spurs had some chances too, didn't they? Um, it's quite open, that last... That seven minutes of added time. And now, let's be honest, lads. Back and forth, wasn't it? Basketball Indeed. Well, let's be honest. When it went to penalties, what were you saying now? Nothing. Well, sorry, was that a question? Yeah, <laughs> to both of you, like when it went to penalties, were you thinking, oh, no? Oh, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. that, was my, that was our first reaction. Yes. Oh, no, because we was there for the Leeds game the season, two seasons before. Yes. Um, and I've seen us play three penalty shootouts that I can remember off the top of my head live, which was the Leeds game, the Bristol Rovers one where Bullard missed, and the Leicester game. Um, and we'd lost all three. So I thought, ah. Oh, Hang okay, on, you well, more than that, because you saw you're at Stamford Bridge, no? Oh, of course, that's four. I try and, I blocked it out in my memory on purpose, Dan. Thanks for bringing it back up. I'm going to cry myself to sleep again tonight. No, you're at Bristol Rovers. We also had a penalty shootout that we won. On September eleventh, people forget about that at Rochdale. Yeah, Brevet scored, didn't it? Yeah, penalty. There's very famously the other penalty shootout that we won was at Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, when Tony Lang was that a midweek game? Isn't it? Yeah, an FA Cup replay at the Goldstone Grounds. Do you know yeah. what? I actually think I was there. I think my dad took. I don't me. seem to remember what happened yesterday. Never mind what happened. 15 years ago, so... I'm, I'm I'm catching up to your age, Dan. My memory's going. Stop it, you. Oh, I, I, I don't know <laughs> how to cut you off. Anyway, <laughs> so, first of all, I'd like to say 
Well done to Marek Rodak. He makes a brilliant save in normal time from Solomon. Doesn't yeah. he? And then yeah. he, I mean, it didn't take much to save um, Davinson Sanchez's penalty. He saved some people, but Fraser Forster didn't seem to be uh, with it on the in the penalty shootout. Good save from Marek to get us in front. And let's just talk quickly about the five penalties. Yep. Have you ever seen, like, I mean, Fulham scoring five penalties in a row? I mean, we should it's find unheard the, of. It's, we should find the Guinness Book of Records, no? <laughs> it's funny what happens when Mitrovic isn't anywhere near the squad, isn't it? <laughs> um, but ultimately, I thought the penalties were just so calm and collected, bar Wilson's, which was still a brilliant penalty, but. Andreas, don't, sorry, you don't think he meant to leather it top bins, but it didn't go top bins. It went crossbar and in, Dan. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, if you go high, they say the Germans say. I read a book once by the Germans on penalty taking, okay. right? And it said go high, and if you actually the best place to hit a penalty is off the underside of the crossbar. It's a very German, you know, postage stamp because the keeper won't get it, and it will definitely yeah. go in. But that's very German to put, plan to smash it top bins. That's obviously what Chris Waddle was trying to do. It's probably what Paitim Kasami was trying to do, or Rui Fonts, or any of those other, Ivan Cavallero, any of those other people who specialised in Johnny Wilkinson in a penalty, if I may. <laughs> We've seen some dross it when it comes to like penalties. Harry was like, you know what? I'm annoyed that we didn't win this game. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take out oh. my frustration. I love that. I mean, the one thing is, I don't know about you, but not once did I get that feeling, that sense of urge that we're going to miss any penalty. Whoever stepped up, I was fully confident that we were going to score every one of them. Don't ask me why. Perhaps well, so it, the penalty it's, takers it's are, who, who knew that we had so many good penalty takers in our, in our, in our team? Um, Pereira has obviously been very good from the spot. I don't think he's missed one. Um, uh, no. him at Raul Jimenez is a very good penalty taker. There's a bloke next to me, I'll give him a shout called Bungle. Um, he's not actually called Bungle, but he it, it comes from the magic roundabout. He's called Bungle. Um, no offense, men. Um, but he said. Jimenez is going to miss, Dan. He's going to miss. And I was like, don't be stupid. And he put it away. And they all seem to have got this little run-up and fade thing that I don't like. It gives me the heebie-jeebies, but they all do it these days. Yeah, it's a new thing, isn't it? Got to keep up with the times, Dan. No, no, no chance. Uh, right. We're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're quickly running out of time. Um, but the one thing I want to say is, given that Tete had all those problems with his right boot, lads, wasn't it great that his right boot mm-hmm. booted out Tottenham? Yeah, it it was, again, a brilliant penalty. His celebration was brilliant as well. Starts over to the corner flag, waiting for everyone to join him. He turns around and goes, oh, where is everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I just celebrate on my own into like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Brilliant penalty shootout. Brilliant. It was a good win. And hopefully tonight, we're gifted a nice draw. And you said don't it. Say, don't say that. You know you, who it's going to be. You said, you, said, you said this before the uh, Tottenham game, and I questioned whether you was feeling okay. What did I say to Dan? Did you say... Um... What did Dan say, Dan? I said, are you okay? 
the cup run to Wembley because Castagna's coming in to play all these games when we uh, we go on this fabulous cup run I did say that that wasn't a you did say that and well, that was in the back in London and we're going to Wembley I mean we were singing it I was singing it on the way out last night I mean it's standard if we uh, get to Wembley for the Carabao Cup we will do uh, a live podcast the first ever live podcast on the Green Pole and we'll have some fun. And then we'll plan our trips to Europe next season. Steady on, mate. Steady on. You've obviously had some alcohol. A <laughs> um, couple, couple of things to finish then. I did enjoy that um, we, you know, Tyrese Francois and Luke Harris got some minutes. Harris looked decent um, with some of his passing, didn't he, Al? He did. It was, it was good. We actually finished the game with a few of the uh, the younger kids. I call them kids. They're not kids really anymore because they've been they've been around for ages. But no, it was good to see Francois come on. Good to see Harris. And again, touching on Kenny, he gives you that flexibility. He can play anywhere in that midfield. As soon as the changes were made, he sort of dropped back a little bit. Um, yeah, it was. I want to see more of Harris. I just yeah. don't know whether he's ready yet. Oh, he's ready. It's just a question of picking the moments because I mentioned Kerim Fry earlier on. You don't want another mm. situation where you have Kerim Fry and he looks brilliant and then it doesn't quite happen. You know, Matthew Briggs retired from playing uh, yesterday and Matthew Briggs was another one who came yeah. in. With, you know, we know so much more about how to handle young players. You know, unfortunately, well, Ryan Sessignon yeah. Ces- is injured. Um, but Ryan Sessignon is the example of um, how you come in at a young age and, 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 and do superbly well. Um, and maybe you stay... I'm still slightly annoyed we got rid of Matt O'Reilly too soon. Oh, don't, don't, don't. That's a whole... I think you could do a, po- a whole podcast on that alone. Right. As is tradition, yeah. we've got to ask uh, Freddie for his man of the match. Uh, probably... Well, Kanye had a good game. Adama had a good game. Really, everybody had a good game. But you can't have everybody. You had to pick come on. Go pick yeah, one. you have to pick one. Go and narrow it down. Mm, it won't be held against you, I promise. Probably Adama. He done from for his first game starting. Well, he I, I really know, but, but but when we win a penalty shootout, shouldn't it be Kenny Teto? Mm. Yeah, well, he was at fault for the goal we conceded. <laughs> you lot are vindictive, boys. Um, so, so, I'll tell you what, let's you open, we'll open that up to the listeners. Um, yeah, you could pick one well, of 15. You could, and it's a nice place to be. So, yeah, absolutely. The draw is later this evening. Let's see. Who We're ball we number 10. We are ball number 10. So, uh, you know, let's hope that the number of... Uh, Classic Fulham playmakers does us a favour because we don't have a lot of luck. I don't want to go to Manchester City again, if at all possible, although we're going there on Saturday. And that is where we will leave tonight's podcast. So I say thank you to Alan Drewitt. Thanks, Al. Thank you, Dan Crawford. Very formal. Thank you, Frederick. Well played, young man. (laughs) Thank you. That's all right. And uh, we will be back to have a look at Manchester City, hopefully, uh, and wish you all good luck in getting there because there doesn't seem to be a train for love nor money. But, you know, 
we might even stun Pep Guardiola. Who knows? And until then, thanks for listening and come on, you whites. <laughs>